On today's episode, we're discussing some high-profile yet under-the-radar financial crime stories. The FBI estimates that losses from check fraud total about $19 billion annually. Today, I speak with Karen Songer, who is an employee of Veritex Bank and works in our financial crimes department. And we're excited to talk to her about some things that she sees in our banking industry and how you can protect yourself from financial crime. So can we talk a little bit about check fraud? We can. And I always just tell people, I say it's really sad on the bank side because the bank is where we're going to take that loss. There's differences between business and consumers. But at the same time, check fraud tends to nowadays hit a smaller population of people because they don't use a whole lot of checks. But them stealing checkbooks out of mailboxes in the last year, I know that there are so many people out there that don't even know what a check is, much less how to write one. But is that true though, Karen? I think that's- well, the younger generation. Yeah, but I'm saying though is that even businesses today still write a lot of checks. There, there's still a lot of consumers that do also. I'm one of those that if I can write a bill out by check and mail it in, I'm going to do better than if I try to do something else and remember to go in and pay it online or whatever. So I've kind of hit that middle zone, but and I, and I taught my daughter, 26, to make sure she could write checks and, and know what they were. But check fraud can be singular and one customer or two of, customer, of our customers that are hurting and we're having to give money back or whatever it is we decide to do with that customer and how we're legally required to do with that customer. How as a consumer and or business do you protect yourself? You know, I would technology. We're getting to where we've got the e-pays and and everything where we can even see our checks coming through online banking before they post so that we can make sure that they are legitimate. Really, it's just being hands-on with your account and knowing every check that's coming through is yours. Everything that is written is yours and keep your checkbook balance. I think that if most people did that regularly, then they would be much more aware because it's if you don't look at your statement and if you don't follow your checkbook and you don't see what's happening, then you're never going to see that check come through until you're all of a sudden overdrawn and you're like, well, I know that we have the statement rules around 60 days. You're supposed to let us know. I've been in banking 40 years. I check my balance. My family makes fun of me every morning and I have alerts sent up on my phone that says anything over a certain amount. I want to know about it. Now for me, it's a couple hundred bucks, right? Cause I want to know what, what I've written. So there are ways to protect right. the consumer if they take initiative to know what's going on through their account and be alerted early. Cause the earlier we know. Yeah. The faster we can, we can recover. Right. So right. yes, but it really is just us then again, educating our customers to be smart and to be engaged in their statement and what's going on with their account. Right. So, yeah. but you know, there are times where check fraud is bigger than that and it's not isolated to one person, so to speak. It is actually crime rings creating check schemes. Yes. Yeah. I got to experience one just a few years ago out of Denton and I got noticed that we had two accounts at two different branches. The name were the same. I think they were the like husband and wife because I remember correctly, the last names were the same. But they had opened them in two different branches and they had used two different locations to open these two different accounts. And they were overdrawn about $15,000, $16,000 once they called me, which honestly was like a two-week period because that bank gave like six overdrafts for free and then you started having to pay. So by the time that those checks came through, they they had already taken the money and run. And so we lost a little over $30,000. And what I saw when I looked at everything was checks coming from the same people from different banks and 
couple of the banks have just a reputation of really having some challenging customers. Mm-hmm. And then I saw there's four or five banks and I counted myself and I was like, we have something significant going on here. And so I made a, a phone call to a friend who was a detective on the Denton PD, but he was also a task force for financial crime for the FBI. Mm-hmm. So he was double doing. And I made a phone call and I said, hey, I've got a situation. I kind of want to run past you. Can you meet me? And we met and I laid it. I didn't give him any customer information, but I said, I have this bank, this bank, this much money moving. And it looks like we have the same people involved. And when I started kind of laying out my puzzle and he, his eyes just got really big and he's like, okay, I know the BSA officer at this bank. Let me call her real quick. And I'm like, well, I don't know this one, but I'll call her anyway. And yeah. we, we made some phone calls. And by that evening, we went ahead and separated and went our own ways. And he continued investigating and sent me a subpoena. And so I could give him all of my dirt. And he emailed me later and said that they were we're up to 11 banks and $130,000. I can't remember the total exactly that had been fraudulently taken all the way from Houston up 35 into Oklahoma. And they had just gotten the accounts in Oklahoma open when we had called them in and got stopped. So the FBI ended up going after them because they had just done the same thing everywhere. They just traveled up. Okay, look, you go get an account at this bank. Let me go get an account over at this branch. And it was to see the crime rings come up like that are incredibly intricate. And the ones going up 35 are big guys because one weekend they got $100,000 out of our ATM. You know, that wasn't theirs or ours. So it was a loss. So we just happened to be monitoring the, the output on the ATMs when we noticed the IT guys just happened to log in and, and noticed that it was going off. And they called the local law enforcement. They ended up in, in catching the car that had a teenage boy in it. And before they could get that teenage boy booked in, they had had 12 phone calls trying to get him out yeah and so they were watching behind him somewhere where the cops didn't couldn't see him to see if he got through the atm and they were trying to get him back quickly and so the fbi put i think it's a blue warrant hold on him which meant he would not get bonded out at all Mm -hmm. so just so that they could try to get everybody yeah this ring but that was a dangerous ring when they they came to dug in a little deeper they were from europe and they had come over and they were doing this so it was a dangerous group in the in the long run and we knew that by the time that they had 12 phone calls and they hadn't had him booked in yet and it happened so fast we lost the $31,000 in in about two weeks yeah I've also seen there was something about people getting mail checks hey go to your bank and cash it and if you cash it you send me whatever amount that is you get to keep the rest that that makes those people mules and there's a good movie with Clint Eastwood about being a mule yeah to kind of give somebody an example of what we're talking about except he, he was moving drugs across that he was trafficking he was a known mule i think that unfortunately yeah. a lot of times we have people that get yeah. they don't know that they go oh i got mailed a ten thousand dollar check i'm going to get to keep four thousand of yeah. this if i mail them six thousand back and then by the time it's all done so i mean we've seen that here yeah. as well so we have that issue these are perfectly innocent people sometimes that get taken advantage of with that and unfortunately from where i started in bsa 20 years ago to where right. i am now the the viciousness of those people over, 
were online has its like gone to a point where it's completely devastating. Yeah. There was a gentleman that I banked that was involved in one of those where he thought he was in love with some young woman and they took pictures and and, and then those this is the group where they threatened to post these naughty pictures of you online and they did to his whole family. And like so he was so locked into it. Family couldn't get him out. He wouldn't even chance them doing it again. And yeah. we don't even know. Like he was writing people, his neighbors checks for hay that they were cashing and giving him just money, the money back so that he could then go because pretty much everybody in the area had backed out of not sending money for him. But his money, we we had to let it go. Yeah. But again, education is so hard in those instances to get everybody alerted to the possibilities. And, you know, honestly, you don't want to think about how awful that would be, uh, you know, and how to explain that to your your entire customer base to some degree, because it's so horrific that- I don't think- that's even as much anymore, Karen. I think a lot of times people, they don't think it ever can happen to them. Yes. They don't, they think they're smarter. They'd never fall for things. These are not unintelligent people. They are somebody you go to church with, to work with, whatever. And to see the vulnerability, but quite frankly, like you said, the intimidation tactics that I've seen, Horrible. they are ramped up quite significantly in the last I mean, few years. That bomb threat back way back in the day was a one-off. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean to, let's be real. It's really not as unlikely. Well, I think with social media, what I don't think people understand is that people can get data about you and then make things up. We've seen cases where they said, we know where your children are. We know where this because of social media, yeah. whether they do or not. But listen, it's a lot easier to do that when you're posting about certain things about it as well. So, well, thank yes. you so much, Karen. It's been nice talking to you. Thank you so much. I appreciate y'all. All right. Thanks, Karen. <laughs>